Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today we are going to be talking about emotions. We're going to talk about anxiety, motivation, anger, love, and so much more. So let's get straight into it. And let's kick off with anger. All right. So I personally don't get angry a lot. My mom and my sister, for example, they both have really bad tempers. Somehow I didn't get that. My boyfriend also has a really bad temper. But for me, anger is just not something that I've ever really felt much of. It's not something I've ever worked at overcoming. Um, even growing up, I was I never really like an angry kid, maybe a little bit angry as a teenager, but I mean, who isn't? Um, however, that's not to say I don't get annoyed or frustrated or that I can't turn on bitch mode real quick when something triggers me. And I feel like that will resonate a lot with you guys where sometimes things will just pop up in your life and trigger you. And that's when we make those irrational decisions. That's when our logic kind of just goes straight out the window and we run strictly on emotion. If you think about all of the poor decisions you've made in your life, I mean, most of the time you were probably under the influence of some type of substance like alcohol, or it was due to your lack of control around your emotions. Those can be positive emotions. They can be negative emotions. Again, Humans, we often make decisions based on emotion and not logic, which can work for us. It can also work against us. So we want to focus on how we can use our emotions to help us, right? And I mean, again, like we all have those triggers. For me, a, a few things that make me go full bitch mode is like when someone goes back on their word, that's probably the biggest one for me. When someone says they're going to do something and then they don't. And of course, there, there's context-dependent situations. Definitely little things, not as big of a deal. But essentially, if someone does something that's like underhanded to me or to someone I care about, they are essentially dead to me. And <laughs> I have like three instances just popped into my head. I'm not going to say them because I mean, you never know who's listening to this. But yeah, underhanded people, underhanded situations towards me or people that mean a lot to me. Oh, it is eats at my soul. <laughs> but just because that's my trigger doesn't mean that I have to let those emotions dictate the actions that I take. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. I know a lot of people also have triggers around things like trust. For me, I'm, I'm not one of those people who trust people until the trust is broken. I'm definitely the opposite of that. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a right and wrong way to do it. But for me, trust is something that is earned. I am not an easily trusting person. I don't give my trust away unless that person has um, earned it. Now, when we talk about trust, when we talk about anger, when we talk about triggers, 
a lot of us relate this to our relationships, usually a romantic relationship. And a question that I have gotten relatively frequently is, Christina, do you have any non-negotiables when it comes to relationships? And so let's focus in on romantic relationships. And honestly, non-negotiables for me, when it comes to a partner, I honestly don't have very many. And that might surprise some of you, but hear me out on this. I mean, obviously there's like the basic ones of like, don't be a complete fucking piece of shit. But in all of my previous relationships, which there also wasn't that many, but in all of them, I used to have a hypothetical checklist of, okay, does this person take these boxes? Yes, yes, yes. No here. Yes there. No, no, no. Oh, this person that I'm with would only would be totally perfect if only they X, did X, Y, Z. And I would live my reality in this relationship hoping and trying to shape this person and wanting them to fill that void and check that box. But I didn't truly realize how destructive that was to myself, to the other person, and to the relationship as a whole. And so when I got out of my last relationship, I committed to myself that I would never have a checklist again. And I would either accept someone fully as they are or not at all. And that I would expect the same in return. And at that point, I i mean, I refused and I still refuse to change the core of who I am for someone else. And I would never expect another person, especially a partner, to change the core of who they are for me. Because that to me is completely wrong. I'm all for growing and learning and becoming better versions of ourselves. But I'm not about changing the core or the core values of who someone is. And that's something that I would never sacrifice ever, ever, ever in my life. And so it's interesting. So my current boyfriend and I, we actually have a lot in common, which is fantastic. But there's also a few select things that we do not agree on at all. And it took me a while. And by a while, I mean, basically my whole life to really understand that that's totally okay. Because previously, when someone didn't agree with me on something that meant a lot to me, it would trigger me. It would cause hurt. It would cause pain. And my emotions would take over. But I now realize that you can disagree with your partner and it doesn't mean that that relationship is doomed. It doesn't mean that there has to be a big blow up. It doesn't mean that there has to be an argument. It doesn't mean that everything else that matters to you has to be put on the back burner or go completely out the window. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you will know that I have struggled and still do to some point with showing emotion, with showing affection and empathy and sympathy to others and towards myself. And I've gotten a lot better, trust me, like like <laughs> hundreds of times better than where I was five, six years ago. But <laughs> I'm definitely not a romantic person, at least in the conventional sense. But I have always loved love, loved the idea of love. I've always believed in true love. I've always believed in soulmates. I This is funny. Actually, I haven't talked about this before on the podcast, I don't think. But I used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette all the time. And I know they're complete bullshit. And I knew then that they were complete bullshit. I haven't watched them in probably at least five years. So I have no idea what's going on in the land of The Bachelor. I actually have a funny story for, for after this, if I remember. I'm going to try to remember. And 
Um, I used to watch those shows and just love the feeling of seeing people in love with each other, just that utter bliss of love. And in a previous relationship, many years back, I remember being a few months into that relationship and really struggling to show emotion. And there was a lot of deep-rooted issues going on within myself that had nothing to do with that person. But I, I remember deeply caring about him and thinking to myself, okay, when this person makes me feel like the most special girl in the world, I will start showing my affection towards him. And whether that was right or wrong in my, on my part, it never happened. He never made me feel like the most special girl in the world. Not once in years. <laughs> and you might think like, hey, what the fuck were you doing in that relationship? And trust me, I say the same thing looking back. I say the same thing whenever I think about that. But I was insecure. I had a lot of things going on. I was very controlled by my emotions. I lived in a reactive state almost 100% of the time. I didn't even know what triggers were, let alone have the self-awareness to like, identify what my triggers were and that I didn't have to respond to them. But I guess I was obsessed with that relationship and the idea in my head, at least in my mind, of what that relationship could be if only he checked XYZ box. And I mean, it's so crazy to even remember thinking that way because Brendan, like he makes me feel like the most special, most beautiful, most loved girl in the world every single day, like multiple times a day. And I guess my message in that is just, I want to convey that that true type of love, it really does exist. But anyways, let's get back on track and discuss how this is relevant, how your emotions actually play a role in your fitness journey and your journey of life. So a lot of us experience anxiety. A lot of us exhibit limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, even depression. And those feelings hold us back from taking action, even when they are very real. So we want to learn to control our emotions. If you can control your mind, you control not just your life, but the entire universe. E plus R equals O. So that's something I've talked about definitely to my clients. I think I've mentioned it on a podcast before and it's event plus response equals outcome. Okay. So of course you cannot control every event that occurs. There's so many things that are completely outside of your control. You don't control if it rains. You don't control if the person driving down the road smashes into your car but you can control your response. You can control your emotional response to every single event that, con- that occurs in your life. And in doing so, you are controlling the outcome. You're controlling the outcome that goes out into the universe, okay? If you have anxiety, I understand. I feel you. But that's all the more reason to get up and take action. If you feel depressed, unmotivated, We've been told, oh, just take rest, take pills. And I'm not saying pills are bad or that they are not required in some instances. But if you are feeling those negative emotions, those negative emotions are a sign to get up to find and build and create a life that is no longer depressing. It's interesting because I feel like society pushes on us that when you have negative emotions, you need to take a step back and you need to relax, which yeah, sure can be the case, but 
so often we let those negative emotions drag us down when in reality, those negative feelings, that should be the sign to get up. That should be the reason that we start taking action, the reason that we become passionate about our life again. Those negative feelings, they suck. They are brutal. I've had them. I've lived them. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, you know my story. And if, if you are feeling unworthy or unmotivated and depressed, you know how horrible it is. But if that's you, you also know how important it is to get out of it. And you need to know how amazing it feels to get out of it, to get back into that momentum. And something I tell myself and that I believe is that however shitty you have felt on the scale of shittiness, like if you felt complete, utter pain and depression and discomfort and all of that shit, you can equally feel that good on the positive side of the spectrum, okay? And I feel like that's why people who have gone through pain and real trauma, they're also usually the people who have the most outstanding transformations. They are usually also the people who end up with the best lives. And it's not that that pain doesn't still exist. It's not that that pain ever goes away in some instances, but the amount of pain that you felt is exactly relevant and connected to the amount of pleasure and happiness that you are also able to feel. And just that thought alone has sometimes given me enough comfort to push through the painful days that I didn't think I was going to be able to make it through. So let me ask you this. If you never progressed, if you never got any better, never got in any better shape, never learned anything new, never became a better parent, never evolved in any way, shape, or form, would you be happy? Think about it. Let it sink in for a minute. If you never got any better in any aspect of your life, would you be okay with that? And if not, stop using your emotions as a shield. Stop using your emotions to protect you, to keep you safe, to keep you in that comfort zone, okay? There's a thing called metacognition. If you want to create a new self, you first have to stop being the old self. And just like how I used to have a checklist for my perfect partner, I had to eradicate it in order to step into someone who didn't feel like they needed or wanted a checklist, despite at some point feeling like I needed it feeling like I needed it. I didn't actually need it. And that's what so many people get wrong. You start a fitness journey and the first thing you say or think is, oh, in the past, I've struggled to lose weight. In the past, I never ate enough protein. In the past, I fell off track when I got anxious. Fuck the past. You need to focus on the new you. If you want to lose weight, start living your life as if you already have embody the new you before you're there. Start feeling the feelings of your goals already being accomplished. Start looking at yourself as if you already are that person. And this is going to rewire your old neural networks that are related to your old identity. The weight that you lose or do not lose is based upon how you view yourself. The relationships that you engage in are based upon how you view yourself. And that identity is built from your past. It's built from your feelings. It's built from your emotions. 
from your traumas, from your triggers, from your emotional triggers. And you might not be believing all of this, but believe this. (laughs) Your beliefs are ingrained into you by your parents, by your parents' limiting beliefs, by your friends, by your culture, by how you grew up, by your friends' limiting beliefs and the limiting beliefs of your culture, by the media and the government and the narrative that they want you to believe. And now it's your responsibility to unlearn all of the bullshit, to reprogram your brain, to become aware of your emotional triggers, to identify what you want and who you need to be so that you can fulfill your true potential. That is it. That is all for today's episode. If you guys got value, definitely let me know. Take a screenshot, share it to Instagram, tag me at Nyfina, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.